Today we continue in worship in our sermon series, Follow the Leader. We have learned that when we get a new leader, maybe a new coach or a new boss or even a new pastor or new Sunday school teacher, when we get a new leader, we end up questioning them and their authority before we trust them and allow them to help transform us. The first Sunday, we looked at what happens when we resist new leadership with Jacob wrestling with God. And last week, we looked at what happens when we panic when we get a new leader. This week, we will look at what our, the questions we have when it's time to follow a new leader. Please turn in your Bibles, electronic devices, or follow along on the screen in the Gospel of Matthew, the 15th chapter, beginning in the 21st verse. Last week, we, we learned that God is, um, and that we are not to be afraid, that we are to take courage. And this week, we fast forward in the scripture to Jesus going away from the usual places, withdrawing, and being asked to perform a miracle. So Matthew chapter 15, beginning in the 21st verse in the New International Version. Leaving that place... Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. Jesus replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Let us pray. Lord, here we are to worship. Here we are to bow down. Here we are to say that you are indeed our worthy and our holy God. So fall fresh on us, O oh God. Speak to our hearts and our minds and our souls. Break open these words to us, O oh God, so that we might receive from you what it is you have for us today. O oh God, some of us are weary. 
Some of us are weary in well-doing. Some of us are weary in waiting. Some of us are weary, oh God, just because we can't get back to our daily routine. So refresh us, oh God. Renew us. And send us forth again to live your good news. Now take this, your student, and hide her behind that old rugged cross so that everything that is said and everything that is heard comes straight from you, O God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Follow the leader. Follow the leader. Follow the leader. The Canaanite woman is doing just that. She is following the leader, the son of God, the Christ, the Messiah, and she has a request for him. Almost every other place in scripture, in the gospels, Jesus just immediately grants the request for healing from the people. But not this time. This time, Jesus, a Jesus that we don't quite recognize or understand, this Jesus who has been preaching the good news of following God, of taking care of each other, this Jesus ignores her. Have you ever been ignored before? When you're trying to talk to someone or you're trying to do something, and the person that you're interacting with, they just ignore you. They pretend like you're not talking. They pretend like you're not even there. When I'm ignored, it's maddening and sometimes infuriating. And sometimes I'll be so annoying that I'll go, Are you paying attention to me? Well, that's what the Canaanite woman did. She was annoying the disciples and annoying Jesus as he ignored her. And she continued to do it until she got Jesus' attention. Now, Jesus, he had withdrawn out of the land that he was accustomed to. Jesus had come away from the places where the Jewish people, the chosen people, the Israelites were gathered. And he went away to get a break. He went away to teach the disciples a few things. He went away so that he could be prepared for his journey back to Jerusalem. Leaving that place, leaving the place where the people knew his name, leaving the place where the people knew that he was a miracle worker, leaving the place where the the leaders were getting unsettled because Jesus was amassing a following and power. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew. The scriptures tell us that Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. 
And this is a region where the Gentiles would have lived. You know, the Gentiles, the unchosen people, the dirty ones, the ones who didn't understand that God was the creator and God is the sustainer and God is God all by God's self. A region where they would have worshipped little G-gods. A region where Jesus would not yet have been infamous or famous. But while Jesus was trying to catch his breath, while Jesus was trying to prepare for that journey to the old rugged cross, while Jesus was trying to save his disciples and teach them everything that they needed to know, this annoying woman would not stop calling out to him. The scriptures say that the Canaanite woman, she came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. How would she have known that he was the Lord, that he was the son of David? How was she to know that he could grant mercy upon us, that he, this Jesus, the son of God, that Simon is just starting to wrap his brain around, how could this Jesus know, this woman know that this Jesus could cast a demon out of her daughter? And annoyingly, Jesus did not answer her. And then the disciples who had even less patience for things like these, even the disciples who had to kind of trigger tempers, even the disciples who thought it was their business to protect Jesus, they went to Jesus and said, send her away. She's getting on my nerves. But then this Jesus that we don't quite recognize, that's hard to wrap our minds around. The same Jesus who fed the 5,000, the same Jesus who raised them from the dead, the same Jesus who made the crippled to walk, the same Jesus who has come so that we might have life and have it in abundantly, have it in abundance, that Jesus looks her dead in the face and says to her, I have not come for you. I am here for the lost children of Israel. What? You see, the Canaanites and the Israelites had history. 
If you remember way back in Exodus and Deuteronomy, the Israelites and the Canaanites were arch enemies. They did not get along and the Israelites were told to march in on the Canaanites and take that land and they went back to Moses and said, we can't do that because the Canaanites are scary. They're mean. They're bigger than us. They don't understand us. I'm not marching down into Canaan land. Joshua and Caleb bring the minority report. They say, yeah, the Canaanites are big. Yeah, they, they look kind of scary. Yeah, it'll be hard to surprise them. It will be hard to join them in the land. They might even try to kill us. But our God is bigger than the Canaanites. The truth of the matter is up until this point in the Gospels that Jesus really has only come for the lost sheep of Israel. Jesus has come for the chosen people. Jesus has come for the Jews. Jesus has come for the Israelites, those that worship the one and only God. And Jesus has not come for Canaanite women or any Gentiles at all. It's hard to swallow this fact because we know post-Canaan Jesus. We know the Jesus who has come from er for everyone who, who loves and has so much compassion and grace and mercy that we cannot contain it. We cannot understand it. We know the Jesus who has given his life for you and for me and for many. And we don't understand this Jesus who tells a mother whose child is suffering that he can't do anything for her. But she wouldn't stop. She kept insisting. She kept nagging. She kept begging. She even kneeled down in a position of worship and she said, Lord, help me. And Jesus said, it's not right to take the children's food and toss it to the dogs. He called her a dog. He, he told her that she was so unworthy that she was beneath a human status. But she wouldn't take it. She wouldn't accept it. She knew that this man from Galilee could heal her child. And if you've ever come in contact with a mother who is desperate for their child, bread, children, 
dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, because of your faith, I will heal your daughter. This text marks for the people of God, the followers of Jesus, an expansion of Jesus' ministry to include those who are not chosen, those who were not the original plan for salvation. Jesus here teaches us what it means to expand beyond our thoughts and expand beyond our communities and expand beyond our prejudices and to welcome all that might come. This text signalizes for us a shift in the ministry of salvation that not just the children of Israel, not just the Jewish people around the Sea of Galilee, but salvation is for all of God's people. It is now faith. It is now faith, the believing and the trusting in the almighty God. It is faith, not heritage and not lineage, which becomes the qualifier for life with Jesus. You know, I have to sit back and, and laugh a little bit when I encounter this text because in, in our society, the tables have turned a little bit. It is the people who call themselves Christian who do the most discriminating. If you don't follow Jesus, you are not worthy. If you don't look like me, you are not worthy. If you smell bad, you are not worthy. If you live under a bridge, you are not worthy. If you are red, brown, yellow, black, you are not worthy. If you are female, you are not worthy. It is the so-called Christians who turn people away from God's love, God's grace, and God's compassion. And it is right here that Jesus answers the question, who is worthy? The Old Testament gives us a look into this and helps us understand the context. Exodus 
Isaiah 49.6 tells us that the Messiah will come for the lost children of Israel, but then the Messiah will also come for all of them, the Jews and the Gentiles, male and female, that Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior has come for anybody and everybody that dares to have faith. So follow the leader. Maybe in order to do that, you have to change your mind about some things. Follow the leader. Maybe that means that we have to shift our understanding of what it means to be the people of God. The questions will keep coming. In the midst of race relations in this nation, where people are still treated as a less than a person, we have to ask the question, who is worthy? And we have to question the leader to tell us who is worthy. In a nation that continues to suffer from the COVID pandemic, mostly because we are selfish and will not take care of each other, we have to ask the question, who is worthy? And we have to ask our leader, who is worthy? Are brown people worthy to live? Are those without health insurance and good hair care, are they worthy to live? Are those who don't talk like us or understand like us or even speak our language, are they worthy to live? And right here, in a foreign place, among a woman who broke the law to speak to Jesus, right here, we learn that the answer to the question is that all are worthy. So people of God, we have work to do. Jesus had work to do with the disciples who wanted Jesus to just send her away so that she could stop ignoring them and they could get on along with their business. And Jesus, who had to remember that his mission was faith and salvation, and she had it. The question for each of us is, Lord, help. 
Help us. We of little faith, help us. We, the Gentiles, Lord, help us. We, not the chosen people, Lord, help us. We, foreigners in a strange land, Lord, help us. We who cannot hear the prophets, Lord, help us. We who cannot understand why things can't be our way, Lord, help us. We who don't lift a finger to help those who are not like us, Lord, help us. We who come to beg that you give us bread, but don't leave crumbs for those behind us, Lord, help us. Son of man, save us from ourselves so that we might be called people of great faith. So that we might be the hands and feet that extend the great love, the great compassion, the great mercy. And the great grace of God to all who might come to the table and beg just for crumbs. Because their faith is in Jesus, the one who heals, the one who sustains, the one who gathers, the one who blesses, the one who rebukes, the one who explains, the one who extends the grace of God even to me. So this week, maybe we might turn our privilege into a question. This week, Maybe we might turn our entitlement into a question. This week, maybe we might turn our I've got it nature to a question and ask the Lord, what shall I do to follow you? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.